0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast
1: One. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for
2: McDonald's in five seconds. Why don't you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning.
3: And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at myhealthpolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online, so he started at myhealthpolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for. And done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans,
2: so I called myhealthpolicy.com and done. Switched to a better plan. And Michael.
4: I met with a local licensed insurance agent face-to-face. And done. Done. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top-rated
0: Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. Hey, everyone, this is John Roca, the sometime panelist and occasional host of Collider Movie Talk. Well, support for Collider Movie Talk comes from Manscaped. Who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming? Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Hey, look, everyone knows what that moment is like when your girlfriend or uh, your significant other reaches over and says, hey, there's a little bit too much down there. You might want to do a little manscaping. You go, okay, I don't want to lose you. I'm going to manscape, go in that shower, or maybe by yourself uh, outside of the shower with those razors. You try to cut, and then you've got an issue and a situation because you didn't use the right razor. Well, that's why Manscaped... Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past, and don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MOVIETALK at Manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code MOVIETALK at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com, and use code MOVIE TALK. All right, on to the show.
2: Stay little Chico Pit Pool, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you've got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. and deep satisfaction out. Ah.
0: Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Today on Collider Movie Talk, well, 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 Tom Holland is back in the MCU. Sony weaves a Madam Web. And Jody Comer is dueling for the lead. All that and more. Another live edition of Friday Collider Movie Talk. Hey, everyone. John Roca sitting in the host chair today. Perry Nemiroff is out in New York enjoying the Irishman. I'm super jealous about that, but don't worry. We got you covered here with a lot of things to talk about. I, had, I couldn't do this alone, so I brought along two of my favorite people in this sphere. Uh, one is my arch nemesis, Jeff Snyder, and the other is one of my favorite people. Personally, that's David Griffin. He's taking some time to come and talk about these topics today. But first, hey, you notice in this nice jacket of mine? That's right. It's from Heroes and Villains. They are sponsoring the show today and uh, if you want to get a lot of gear like this shirts hats jackets uh, uh sweaters i think they've got hoodies all of that stuff you can go over there to the heroes and villains website and use the code talk 15 that's talk 15 to get 15 percent off your purchase at checkout that's 15 percent off your purchase talk 15 do it tell them i sent you all right let's move on to the call sheet all right, as I said there at the top, Tom Holland is back in the MCU. If coffee didn't wake you up this morning, certainly that should if you're a fan of the MCU. It was breaking news. Deadline reported this, that Sony and Disney have reached a deal that will return Tom Holland back to the MCU Where He Belongs, the deal will reportedly include a co-production for a third Holland-led Spider-Man standalone movie as well, along with one additional Marvel movie in phase four. Amy Pascal returns as a producer on the third movie, and it's scheduled for release on July 16th 2021. So, uh, there you go. Get it crazy, get excited. Alright, and our next uh, uh, bit of news here, it's uh, in more Spider-Man news, our own Jeff Snyder reported this yesterday that Sony Pictures has tapped Morbius Scribes Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless to write a Madame Web movie set in the Spider-Man universe. Madame Web, also known as Cassandra Webb, is a clairvoyant blind character who is often depicted as an elderly woman suffering from a chronic neuromuscular disease that makes it difficult to move and breathe. Basically, on on a Sunday after a long night of drinking on a Saturday night. She's connected to a life support system that looks just like a spiderweb. All right, up next, Jody Comer, who won the Emmy Award last weekend for Killing Eve. By the way, if you're not watching Killing Eve, you need to get on that train, is in talks to star opposite Matt Damon and Ben Affleck in Ridley Scott's The Last Duel. The controversial film, which is still awaiting the green light from Disney Fox, follows a man who returns home from war in 14th century France. Uh, they learn that his wife, uh, uh, to be played by Jody Comer, has been raped by his best friend and promptly challenges him to a duel. Uh, we'll see what happens with this one. A lot of controversy already, but Jodie Comer is a good step in the right direction in terms of casting for this. Alright, let's move on to our next story, and that's Maleficent. Early box office projections are in for the October 18th releases of Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, and Zombieland Double Tap. Maleficent is expected to open with $50 million, well ahead of the predicted range of the 23 to $25 million for the Zombieland sequel, so it looks like she's going to be taking that box office crown for that week. And one last story, and this is a fun one, Hot off her star turn in Hustlers, Jennifer Lopez, Miss J Lo herself, is headlining the Super Bowl halftime show alongside one of my favorite singers, Shakira. Shakira. Super Bowl Fifty Four is set to go down on February second, twenty twenty. You know we're all going to be covering that on Collider Sports Time at the Hard Rock Stadium. In Miami. So it's in Miami. You know, Mark Fernandez is probably going to stop by and say something. All right, before we get into the meat of the show here and uh, introduce our talk to our panelists about these topics, uh, I had the chance to sit down with Chloe Bennett from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She is the star of the new film Abominable, the drop today from DreamWorks Animation. She's voicing the lead character Yi. I had a chance to sit down and talk with her a little bit about it for a junket interview. Let's take a look. Hey, everyone, this is John Roker with Collider with the lovely Chloe Bennett from this awesome new. Animated film, Abominable. Chloe, this I just finished watching this last night. I stopped crying maybe this morning and oh, good. what a very sweet and fantastic film that also has some an incredible emotional journey that you go on
3: as a character. Yes. Um you know what? I think it's just the I I I grew up with six brothers, mm-hmm. and I was constantly outvoted when it came to movies. So I never really got to watch. I mean, I've, I've never seen any princess movie. Mm-hmm. And from what I saw, I didn't really relate to the idea that a happy ending for a woman was kind of finding their prince charming, and that was ultimately the end of the story. Right. And for this film, so much is so much of it is about her, like this young girl dealing with grief and dealing with how to, like. You know, it's such an organic and authentic version of a young person not knowing what to do, Mm -hmm. and the the kind of answer of the movie or the journey is her going. This is something I feel. I don't know if this is right. I feel like I'm word vomiting, but this is is this okay? Is this even okay? And and it's such an honest portrayal of how I think young people should and you know you know deal with things like. Um, distance, feeling distant from family, feeling yeah. like isolated, feeling left out, um, dealing with grief, and I think such, it's just like an honest portrayal of that. Yeah, I there's think.
0: that moment with you and uh, Peng where you're saying yeah. with the character of Yi, and she says like, "I I'm, I don't know why I'm busy all the time. Yeah. I just know I need to be." Yeah. Uh, so, do you think young girls watching this, maybe who've experienced some kind of loss in their life, do you feel like this is something that will really speak to them? I
3: think it'll speak to the you know. I think that the, it's crazy that this, there's been a gap in the market for just showing a, a female character that's one of color, but mm-hmm. also that's one where the end goal isn't finding a prince charming, and the end goal, you know, the whole journey is 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 about her yeah. getting this, you know, yeti home. But in reality, <laughs> it's really about them teaching each other what home is, and home is, and is. Feeling at home with yourself, at peace with yourself, at understanding your, how you can communicate with your loved ones—it's kind of about finding herself, right? In, in, the, in a way, yeah. And,
0: and almost finding a pseudo family to replace yeah. the one she's distant from, yeah. at that time to help yeah. her get back to connect. To a
3: get lot get of back. it is just you know surrounding yourself with you know going on a journey of, of self-discovery and yeah. what that means to you know someone that age and and dealing with grief and like a really kind of as, like, a spunky, tomboy, curious, like, stubborn young woman. (laughs) And it's important for, you know, young girls and boys to see people on screen who aren't perfect. Because if we keep this kind of Instagram version of ourselves or, like, everything's curated and everything is seen as one way, that's a really dangerous place, whereas this film kind of lives in that spot of... It's a stunning visual film, but it's really, like, a very universal story of feeling not good enough, but being determined to be her, being herself.
2: That's what I love about her
3: as a character she's, she's in the movie. She's like, I'm a self-proclaimed loner. That's the difference. (laughs) And she's okay with being different. It doesn't make her not long.
0: back. That's right. Jeff Snyder, you heard him probably talking over the break there. Wouldn't you know, he can't keep his mouth shut. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Chloe Benna. She's fantastic. Uh, Such an awesome actress, and don't forget, she's still up and coming. I know she's been the lead agent of SHIELD, but she hasn't done much film work, so to see her taking the lead here in Abominable, uh, I look for more from her. She's really great, and that film is fun. Very, very sweet. Alright, let's jump into something that's also very sweet, and that's Tom Holland coming back to the MCU, but let's introduce our panelists on camera now. Jeff Snyder, how are you, brother? Recovering from Halloween mm, Horror wonderful.
4: Nights? Wonderful, yeah. It was a late night last night, guys. I'm a little
0: bleary-eyed. It's <laughs> my favorite Jeff Snyder. You don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. Alright, <laughs> and right there, David
1: Griffin coming to... How, how are you, man? Doing well. I a little Cough syrup last night, so I'm a little bit drowsy right now. Head still feeling heavy, been a little weighed down right now. All right, well, yep. uh, I'm gonna have to work
0: double, uh, double time <laughs> to get the energy up in this show. But you guys can't deny this story here is the one to wake you up. That's for sure. You know, this had been a negotiation for quite some time. Then it looked like it wasn't going to happen. Even I think it was a couple of weeks ago that uh, the Sony uh, CEO or whoever was that was at that uh, with, at that Variety event said, "Look, it's done. Feige's too busy. We're just moving on." And look, we've got great people here on our side of the fence as well who can do spider-man so we don't necessarily need to go back to marvel but now this announced breaking this morning deadline announcing it this is happening tom holland coming back to the mcu kevin feige is going to be a part of this amy pascal is going to be a part of this it's for it's for the next spider-man movie and then one future marvel movie uh, that's going to be coming out david griffin your reaction
1: to this overall I mean, just overjoyed. Yeah. <clears throat> Even with the amount of cough medicine that's in my system right now, I'm <laughs> overjoyed. I'm <clears throat> very, very happy. I think one of the cool things is like Tom Holland in the latest Spider-Man film had such a good relationship with all of these actors, especially, you know, with Happy and Don Favreau. And it's like, to take him out of that and just remove him from that, and be like, oh, that stuff didn't happen, and now we're going to have to do this whole Sony-verse thing. Right. It just really it would stink, because you can't forget those moments that we had, you know, with him and the Avengers, and of course, his relationship with Tony Stark. So I'm glad we get to keep that narrative going. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a- I think it's a really big deal. Yeah. You know, I think people actually would have noticed, even the casual fan would have noticed. It's like, wait, we're all those characters from the MCU. Why mm-hmm. aren't they in the movies anymore? So the fact that now he can rejoin... You know, the team yeah. at Marvel where he needs to be. I think it's a great thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, I think a lot of us were bummed that it was, certainly on the internet, it was a very big deal that he wasn't going to come back to the MCU. Yeah. Because he got, I mean, the MCU had kind of resuscitated the Spider-Man character after the fumble of Amazing Spider-Man 2. Overall, a bit of a fumble. People were happy to see this character. And a lot of people think this is their favorite Spider-Man. Not maybe 1st Sp- Spider-Man movie because I think Spider-Verse holds that now. Yeah. But certainly their favorite Spider-Man of the three that have come around. Tom Holland felt to me as well as someone who perfectly encapsulated Peter Parker with the sarcasm, with the sweetness, and with wanting to be part of the Avengers. Jeff, you predicted when we were doing this, I think Perry and I and you were on a movie talk talking about this when it first broke, that, it, that the negotiations had broke down, and uh, I was okay with uh, 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 Marvel and Disney asking for 50%, but you thought maybe they'll have to come down a little bit. You predicted around 20%. According to this report, it looks like Sony finally agreed to Disney, uh, Marvel's uh, price here at 25% co-finance stake, which means Disney Marvel have 25% equity stake in the movie. Disney already owns the merchandise for Spider-Man. So do you like this deal overall? I know it looks uh, good. It's good for Sony uh, for Disney and Marvel, but do you like this deal for Sony?
4: Yeah, it's a win all around, I Mm -hmm. think. I mean, I'm sure Sony hated to give up a a bigger piece of the pie, but the fact is, is that it benefits greatly from that MCU bump. Um, So, you know, the money that, you know, it's losing, it's sort of making up anyways because of that bump. I, I, I mean, this is all about money. Yeah, that's what it was always going to come down to. It never made sense that these two companies were going to, you know, move away from this deal. It's just like, that's not what happens in this town. If there's money to be made, someone will find a way to make it. I'm glad that, that cooler heads were, were able to prevail. I think that the fans will be excited. Um, yeah, this seems mm-hmm. like a win all around.
0: Yeah, Kevin Feige said, I'm thrilled that Spidey's journey in the MCU will continue. And I and all of us at Marvel Studios are very excited that we get to keep working on it. Spider-Man is a powerful Icon and hero whose story crosses all ages and audiences around the globe. He also happens to be the only hero with the superpower to cross cinematic universes. Interesting. So as Sony continues to develop their own Spideyverse, you never know what surprises the future might hold. That's a fantastic quote. Mm -hmm. The fact that he can cross universes, maybe there's something negotiated here where Tom Holland is existing as Spider-Man in both the Sony Spider-Verse and the MCU uh, 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 universe. What do you think about that, Jeff?
4: Isn't that what it would spend?
0: What do you mean? What, what do you mean? I don't well, know Tom Holland you know. hasn't appeared in Venom or hasn't appeared in any in, in, in Morbius. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, that he'll be able to be Spider-Man in both universes, but not necessarily have the universes uh, cross
4: over. Uh, okay. I, I actually wonder if this actually hurts those chances. I okay. thought that there were better chances when it was just Sony on its own. Right. Of that they'd really exploit having, you know, Spider-Man and they'd stick him in everywhere. I don't know if Kevin Feige is going to be down to have Spider-Man appear in Venom 2 or mm-hmm. Morbius, whatever it is. Um, so. Yeah, I think I'd go the other way on
1: that one. Wow, okay. What do you think, Dave? I'm hopeful that it, it's going to happen, just because, not because, like, I think what Jeff's saying is right. It makes mm-hmm. sense. But just as a fan, I, I'd love to see Tom Hardy and Tom Holland team up, you know, yeah. with all these, like, spinoffs they're developing now inside the Spideyverse. Tom Holland can move around. People love him. They love his character. Mm-hmm. Why not have him move around and bounce up? But that's the thing. If Kevin Feige doesn't agree, but if Marvel only has a 25% stake in this and Sony has a majority, mm-hmm. you know, like, they should be able to do what they want to do. <sighs> yeah. As long as they keep tom holland's character i guess i mean they can't have an r-rated yeah. movie dropping f-bombs every you know it's, it's just a kevin like that kevin feige
4: and but. marvel aren't gonna have any oversight over venom 2 sure. right yeah. you know so i it's don't like, know yeah. maybe they will in terms of cause like
0: because look <clears throat> if you're gonna take 25 percent of my money then i need you to give something to me and maybe what they're giving up is that tom holland can appear in mm. these uh, uh sony spider-verse movies but with uh, Consult with um, I don't know consultation or uh, uh, a technical advisement from Kevin Feige about how he's being
4: used in those movies. Yeah. So, but I don't, I don't understand what you're saying here because you're suggesting that Disney is giving them; they're allowing Sony to use its own character. Well, like if Sony wants right. to stick Spider-Man in Venom
0: Two, then they will. They but- actually can't because of the deal that they had before. They could not use Tom Holland as Spider-Man in Venom Two. It was not allowed, or they would have done it. They would have negotiated to do it in the first Venom because, look, he looked like Spider-Man in the first Venom. And they never explained that. So logically, you would think if they could have done it, they would have I, done it. I
4: don't know if that is true, John. All right. All right. <laughs>
0: well, you know, shake the tree on your sources. But, I mean, there has to be a massive deal because— How,
4: how is there a deal between Sony and Disney that, would, that would, it would be Disney telling Sony you can only use the character you own in movies that we approve? Well, there's a reason why he hasn't been in any of these movies, like,
0: uh, he's not hes not slated to be in Morbius. Well, they didn't beat him, was him in Venom.
4: Pull. Venom got to 850 on its own. Right, but I would argue that they... And, and we don't know anything about Venom too. It hasn't started casting. So, like, I don't know what you're mm. talking about. There's only been one movie, Venom. All right. Uh, what do you think, David?
1: I mean, I, I don't have the sources... That, I don't think he has any the, sources. The, I, I
4: don't know what the ins and outs of this deal is, but I just don't understand why there would be a deal in the first place if Sony owns Spider-Man. They can do whatever they yeah, want.
1: I, I, yeah, I would think that they can do what they want. I think the only fear that Marvel would have, not that they have a say in mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm. but is that they're going to like dilute the character, change him, or make him different in different movies. You know, Because the MCU has a cohesion. You can know? yeah. fit in the MCU, but if he's off running around with Tom Hardy and Venom, which is a very different kind of movie, that could hurt the brand. Yeah. But I don't think Sony should be afraid of that. They should use him in whatever movies they want to because that's what, that's their big superhero. That's who Sony has. They should use him. I just think it's weird that you would
0: hand Spider-Man to MCU and yeah. have the MCU resuscitate him. And then Sony could just yank them back and use them how they want. I don't think Feige they, they haven't or they, Disney they haven't and, done that. That's, but I'm saying Disney it Marvel would be wo- weird. That's I right. Agree with you. That's mm. what I'm saying though. Disney yeah. Marvel wouldn't have agreed to that. They don't think no. they would have agreed to. But okay, they don't you need can to borrow. Agree
4: to it. You know. You know what I'm saying. They don't need to agree to it. What it's- are
0: you missing here? What are you missing here, Jeff? Things are negotiated. When negotiated to have Spider-Man appear in the MCU, I'm sure uh, Disney and Marvel had some uh, 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 qualifications for the deal to go down. Okay, let us use Spider-Man... But let us use him and bring him back up
4: and build him back up in all these movies. I think we're talking about the same thing. So are, are we? We? We, can, we can move on to the next
0: point. Oh, oh, can we? Oh, can we, Jeff? Can we move on <laughs> it's to the like next? I point? walked into something <laughs> <here> today. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, Jeff's <laughs>
4: John, very headstrong.
1: When yeah, well, on
0: the show. Yeah, Jeff's very calm, I'm sure. Uh, but no, look at this situation here, David. Let's go back to you yeah. on this. What do you want to see? Because it says it's one uh, the next Sony, the right. mo- next Spider-Man movie, and then a future Marvel Studios movie. What do you want to see from the next Spider? What do you think we'll see from the next Spider Man uh, and,
1: and what future Marvel movie do you think it will show up? In? I mean, well, what we we'll see from the next Spider Man is that crazy ending. You know, I know, yes. it's, been, I know it's been some time, so right. I, but I still don't want to spoil it in case people are still catching up. Oh, on for Spider-Man. God's sake. Yeah, I know. Sure, um, But hopefully, they'll explain that crazy ending. But going forward, I mean, I kind of thought Tom Holland was going to be. I mean, the way Far From Home sets him up is like he's the next Tony Stark. I mean, he has access to his arsenal of weapons, yeah. all these trillions of dollars worth of tech. I thought he was going to be the next leader. You know, uh, in not Captain Marvel or something like that. But if he's if there's a chance that he might not be, he gets one more movie. Yeah. I mean, whatever their next big crossover they're building up towards, I would imagine he'd be in that. I don't know if it's going to be an Avengers movie or mm. an offshoot of the Eternals, whatever their next big movie event is. I think he would be a part of that. Yeah. Could he be a part of Young
0: Avengers launching a Young Avengers possible film? What do you think, Jeff?
4: Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not really familiar with all this comic book stuff, so I don't know who else would be joining him.
0: You seem to be really familiar with what studios do, so go ahead, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, keep going, keep going.
4: I I don't know, the host knocked me off my train of thought.
0: (laughs) No, I, do you think? That, do you think he uh, the he'll be used? See, In my mind, I, I th- well, I'll tell you, I okay. don't think
4: Peter's next class trip will be to Wakanda.
0: <laughs> All right, so um, you don't see um, him in Black Panther. I, I, okay. I see.
4: Here's 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 a, here's a guess. Uh, Tom Holland is Spider Man. Yeah, in Captain Marvel too.
0: Oh, okay, that would be oh. the future Marvel movie. You could see him be. In. Mm,
4: yeah. Here's my
0: prediction: Spider Man and Deadpool. That'll be the way you do it. The squeaky clean guy with the uh, wow. foul mouth uh, Merc, uh, put them together. It's a way to keep it PG-13 and still make it work because you have the, the yin and the yang bouncing each other throughout. And a, and a Tom Holland, Ryan Reynolds team up in a film sounds great to me. I don't know about anybody else. That sounds great to me. I you. like
1: that. Yeah. All
4: right.
0: Thank you, Dave. Two different,
4: two different tones that I don't <laughs> think uh, go together at all.
0: What? You mean It's like you and me. All right. Uh, <laughs> one last thing Amy Pascal said, Pascal said. And by the way, Pascal is over at Universal, so the, there must be something worked out here that she can help negotiate this happening as well through her Pascal Pictures production company. She said, this is terrific. Peter Parker's story took a dramatic turn in Far From Home, and I could not be happier that we will all be working together as we see where his journey goes. This has been a winning partnership for the studios. The franchise Franchise and the fans, and I'm overjoyed it will continue. So are the rest of us. The uh, film is supposed to come out slated for July 16th, 2021. That's the next Spider-Man standalone film. It's supposed to come out July 16th, 2021. So we'll look for that. I'm sure there'll be casting news and all that stuff coming down the pike, and maybe there'll be hints about what future Marvel movie Tom Holland will appear in.
4: You know what's crazy though? I've seen two announcements. I mean, between this Mm -hmm. and and Venom two, and you know, possibly even Madam Web. I have no idea. Amy Pascal, all these Sony movies. What's she doing at Universal? I, well, I don't know. I've,
0: in my opinion, I think she's over there trying to work out the Hulk situation and maybe even the uh Sub-Mariner situation, Prince Namor. That's a, that's a possibility as well because Universal owns the rights to those guys. And if you've got Fantastic Four about to blow up, you need uh Sub-Mariner, in my opinion.
4: Ugh, it's just, like, depressing. Like, Jamie Pascal actually is one of the, the rare executives who has good taste. Mm. And mm. to just see her, like, tied up doing all these comic book movies breaks my heart. What?! She's doing great in those comic movies. I'm glad she's doing great. She was doing what she wants to do, but like, I'd like to see Amy Pascal make some real movies. I'm sure she's... Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's move on before people come after you with torches. All right. Uh, let, let's move on to the story of Madam Web. Speaking of, uh, you know, so on the Sony side of the Spider-Verse, Madam Web is something they just announced here yesterday. Jeff Snyder, uh, did you break this thing, man? Was it exclusive on your end? I
4: don't end? know. Do I have s- sources and studios? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I Collider and you know, I see, you know, I'm right, I wrote the story on IGN.com. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> nice plug, Dave. Um, and, how dare you, David? <laughs> uh, you yeah, know, of course I, I we, we cite our source at IGM.com. I you. cited it per collider. I didn't, you know, I yeah, to give Jeff, thank you know. for not being Deadline. You no, know, yeah. And I was, like, I was like, wow, Jeff, he got sources. He knows people. Were, are you, were, were, now, were you one of the people who jumped down
4: my throat for not knowing that there's two different Madame Webbs and that there's no No, I, didn't, I younger, didn't comment. No. That yeah. maybe I didn't go, go, into, that. New, I didn't oh go into that. Oh, my God, no. these freaking people on Twitter. Um, <laughs> listen, <laughs> you I are. don't know which one it is. Madam Web is traditionally depicted as an elderly old woman. I know right. that the current incarnation of the character is a lot younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about the extent of my Madam Web knowledge. I did make a call to Coy Jandro, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, who, who sort of filled me in on, on the history of this character. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the, you know, it, it's not a shock that they hired the the Morbius writers. You know, I mean, you know, they, they're known entities to the studio. Maybe yeah. they have. Com- maybe it's a sign of confidence. in Morbius beats me. What do you think about Madam Webb? Because I don't know what else to say. I mean,
1: I, I don't know much about her character, but I like that she has that. She's clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, because of the whole Spider-Verse thing going on, she should be able to see all yeah. the possibility. You know, she's got a little Doctor Strange thing going on. I, I like her for that. I have a little casting. Uh, yeah. Ooh. A little thing. So I have two queens, two former queens uh, from the U.K. Yeah. One is Olivia Colman. Well, actually, she's the current queen. Right, she in the up upcoming queen. season of The crown. And then Helen Mirren. I like to see one of those two women in this role. I was just thinking about that when this was announced. Yeah, yeah, Very exciting. Okay, would yeah, be a Coleman. And yeah, Anna Web would be actually pretty cool.
0: Yeah, you. Uh, I heard Jamie Lee Curtis online. Some people okay, mentioned Meryl sure. Streep.
4: Not bad. The Americans get the Americans some if love. They could get yeah. Meryl Streep. Yeah. Would
0: your mind blow up that Meryl Streep is in a a, a comic book movie?
4: No, it wouldn't. It honestly wouldn't. Okay. Uh, no. I mean, every, all, everybody's doing it these days. Yeah,
0: it's true. We got Joaquin mm-hmm. Phoenix in the Joker and stuff. Um, I, I like this idea because look, Madam Web is, is such an interesting character. I saw people coming out with their tweets like, "Oh, uh, Sony's overreaching with Madam Web. Sony right. doesn't know what they're doing. This is what happened when they don't have uh, Marvel. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> 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 I'm like, what is? What, Exactly, And I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Who the hell was like, oh, yeah, an Iron Man movie? That's going to make a lot of money. Guardians of the Galaxy, that's going to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I, sometimes I think these takes on Twitter, I, I just people are just like trying to get clicks or attention for themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're really thinking this thing through in the, in, with perspective. And to me, I'm like, if you have the right creative people behind you, yeah. you can create A good movie
1: is a good movie. Yeah, and yeah if you, a good
0: movie is a good movie. And people have a desire to
1: want to see comic book stuff on screen if it's done well. And if, anything, if I think... In the market we're in today... If one thing is that we've learned is that anything's possible in the comic right. book world, you can make any character interesting if it's done right. So I mean, why not, Madam Web? Yeah, and I think
0: it's, I think it's important too, David and Jeff, because look, this is a woman of age. She's an yeah. older woman, and look how many older women get to have roles in comic book superhero movies that aren't more than just advisors or mm-hmm. like uh, you know, and a little bit Amanda Amanda Waller, obviously a woman in her forties, but like she's in charge of a team, but not mm-hmm. really involved in the stuff. Madam Web is involved in the stuff if they go with this, and we get to hear see her backstory and. Now she connects, and maybe down the road, if Tom Holland comes back to Sony once and for all, this is also a way to connect Venom and Spider-Man and the universe. In essence, she will be the crux of the Spider-Verse.
4: Yeah, uh, and that's kind of why I didn't mention the new. Madam Web, because I hope it's an old, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would like to see a different kind of superhero on screen rather than the same 25 to 35-year-old actors being cast over and over. So. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. What about you, Dave? Do you like that idea? I do. I, I, I think it's just... It's unique. I've never heard of this character, honestly. I'm oh, not, okay. I mean I, I, I read some comic books but not enough Oh, not, sure, this I'm is not a deep, deep dive. enough in the lore to, oh, yeah. to know about her. But as I was reading her um, some of her characteristics and who she's interacted with. She's had mm-hmm. interactions, not that we're gonna see her, but like Jessica Jones and right. a lot of different characters in the Marvel universe, so she sounds fascinating. I'm I think I'm
0: I'm for it. Yeah, she's also appeared in like the House of M storyline. Yeah. She's appeared in in animated mm-hmm. stuff in the animated series for Spider Man. So she's been around. There's like as some a supernatural character. elements
1: with her. Maybe right. like maybe she, like she's her immortality, all that kind of thing going yeah. on. Like she had a disease. And now it's you know it's all it's a lot of interesting. Shows, shows us
0: connections to the Beyonder. And for people to yeah. know about the Beyonder and Secret Wars, that's something that could open the door as well. I mean, maybe down the road, there is a possibility that Sony and all their Spider-Verse characters link up with the MCU. Mm-hmm. And somehow we have ourselves some massive co-production of this incredible... Mm-hmm. Why not? They were able to do it with like uh, 3,500 characters in freaking Endgame and, and Infinity War. So it could certainly be possible down the road to have these two studios come together to share properties overall. The universes mm-hmm. rather, not just characters. That, that could be something... Uh, to watch out for and very very uh, interesting. All right, uh, let's move on to our uh, and let's. Uh, what are we doing here? Oh yeah, we're gonna get your live chat questions coming through as well, really soon. But uh, you know, don't forget about what I'm wearing here. That's Heroes and Villains. They are uh, a part of the show here uh, with us. They've been really great, sending us some of the stuff to try out. This jacket is fantastic. I know somebody made a joke that I look like I'm gonna drop a SoundCloud clip soon, but I like this jacket. It's kick-ass. Go to Heroes and Villains. Use the code Talk15. They got all kinds of merchandise there. Just talk 15 15 off your purchase there at checkout so go do that now um all right let's move on uh, well maybe i'll ask you a couple of live chat questions before we move on to our last story um mk song wants to know in related tom holland news thoughts on travis Knight being rumored to direct the tom holland led uncharted film
4: i love it i mean i i feel like i called this one too like he was one of the three guys in the mix for the Venom 2 job. It was him, Andy Serkis and Rupert Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Andy Circus got it mm-hmm. and when Dan Trachtenberg fell out I think in that article I was like why don't they just go to Travis Knight if he's in discussions to helm another tentpole at the studio why wouldn't they just turn to this guy who frankly is better suited for something that skews a little bit younger mm-hmm. like Uncharted than a Venom mm-hmm.
1: 2. Yeah yeah what I mean did... I I, I like Kubo of course that uh, uh, Travis Knight directed. I also enjoyed Bumblebee yeah. I saw, a, I saw a, on a plane one time not too long ago and I was like this is actually a pretty good movie, like, like, movie it, it, it restored my faith in the Transformers franchise. How dare you? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I lost a little bit of faith yeah. in the Transformers, but I saw Bumblebee. I'm like, I'm down mm-hmm. for more Transformers if they're like this movie.
4: Yeah. You gotta know your audience. Sorry, man. I know. James, I, know I know. He
1: likes Transformers. Yeah. That's his
0: jam. Four and a half billion dollars. You can't argue with me. But I, yeah, this is, I'm, I love this idea too. I love Travis Knight stepping in because I enjoyed Bumblebee as well. And you're right. And I agree with <laughs> a lot of fans who felt that tra- Bumblebee was coming back to that mm-hmm. uh, uh, G1 version of Transformers that everybody loved and bringing that joy of it back. Didn't, didn't make the money they were hoping right. it would make and uh, didn't make as much money compared to the other installments. Even the worst installment last night made more money than Bumblebee. But people argue that maybe because they didn't put Transformers in front of it, it didn't. Either way, it's still a well-directed film. Travis Knight is, should get more and more opportunities to direct live action, mm-hmm. like Brad Bird jumping from animated to live action. I'm all I'm all for it. So let's see what he can do uh, with Uncharted. And we'll see if this happens, right? Mm-hmm. This has been going. This is almost worse than The Flash. I
4: think, I think it will. I yeah? think it, this is the with magic. Travis Night, this is I the think one? this is the magic combination. I think it'll get into production early next year.
0: Okay. All right. Well, something that is also looking to get into production is uh, this, uh, uh, fa- this film, The Last Duel, from uh, director Ridley Scott. It's in development now. stars Ben Affleck and Matt Damon coming together. Isn't this the first time since what? Not Goodwill, but maybe since the uh, Dogma film? What's the, what's the last time they've been together? Uh, uh, ben Affleck and Matt Damon in a movie.
1: It's escaping me right now. Oh, I think wow. it's Dogma. I think it might be, or one of the nothing says 14th century France like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, that's Matt right. Damon has
0: played imperial yeah, pieces, yeah. so it's certainly we <laughs> saw him in the Great <laughs> so Wall. <is> ben Affleck, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's that's true. Love. Ben yeah. Affleck in Shakespeare Love. You're right about that. So either way, this film is, uh, you know, we heard the storyline about, or we heard the uh, logline about this film, you know, being that uh, these are two best friends and uh, they're in 14th century France. One comes back from war, finds out that his best friend has raped his wife. Uh, the uh, there were rumors about who was going to be. Cast, and then we got the news yesterday. Jodie Comer uh, from Killing Eve is going to be cast in the film as the wife who is raped. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask you guys this uh, question: How is this problematic story even happening? And will it get a green light now that she's on board? It's in development. It hasn't necessarily been sold to a studio yet, but it's in development. Will it get a green light?
4: I mean, a, a green light from who is the question? Right. Um, it doesn't have a, a studio or financier necessarily attached at the moment. I don't know any studio that would pick this up. It seems crazy to me, this entire project. I don't know why Ridley Scott wants to do it. No idea why Matt or Ben want to do it, particularly Ben Affleck. Uh, given, given some of the things that have been in his history and his family's history it's just mm. uh, it's a whole can of worms that I don't see what the upside is because it's not like this is going to make a billion dollars at the box office right? Um, so I would imagine that a streamer would have to pick this up and uh, oh, interesting. either Netflix or Amazon would, would potentially yeah. go for this I mean mm-hmm. a lot of big names it might be worth it for them as for Jody Comer I don't like the choice at all I mean She's a big girl. She has earned the right to do what she wants, especially Mm -hmm. after this Emmy win. And if this is what she wants to play, then more power to her. But um, I I just think of her as a woman of strength, uh, as Villanelle and... You know, you want to see her almost avenge her own rape, uh, rather than just let hu- her husband do it for her. Obviously, this is not, uh, you know, th- this is a period piece, yeah, and that is what happened. Uh, ba- would you know would happen back in the day? But uh, yeah, I think I do think that this whole project is hashtag problematic
0: okay what do you yeah, think david
1: it, it seems risky you know for a studio to pick it up but i mean yeah, i could see it not even just as a streamer picking up as, as a movie but as like a mini series mm-hmm. maybe two to three oh, episodes interesting. you know i mean hbo with the, like their young pope stuff they have going on using these big actors and these type of you know maybe five to six hour projects mm-hmm. i could see it working in that arena but if comer's if comer's voice is loud if she's really passionate and if they're i don't said i'm not you know inside the hollywood studios i don't know what their pitch meetings are like but if she's with them while they're pitching the movie and trying to raise money and get funding or trying to get somebody to sign, if she's the one going around with them doing that, I could see her voice making this happen because especially with the Me Too movement and everything, I mean, it's going to have to be her leading the charge and not... Two dudes, but we've got to make this movie about a, a girl getting raped. You yeah. know, we're going to go save her. Like Believe it, me, yeah. but
4: uh, Frosty and I were bombarded by publicists yeah. saying, "Don't forget Nicole Halofsener co-wrote this script." Yeah. So, yeah, there's a woman. Nicole Halofsener.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's tough.
0: But that's why I don't. That's why I don't take this story at face value and, and say, "Oh, it's just two dudes battling over one dude raping the other dude's wife." I think it's about her reaction to it, what she does with it, how she uh, goes, uh, you know, fights uh, back into the situation. And I think mm-hmm. that's why you cast someone like Jodie Comer, because this is not going to be a forgotten role, pushed to the sideline, just the wife who gets raped. I think there's going to be more you to her to. role, more substance. And I think is what you just said, uh, I think Jodie Comer understands, like, look, if I'm going to make this leap into feature film from television, and it's still a leap to make this job ja- to, to go on to feature film. I want it to be a role that I'm excited about, that challenges me, uh, and that has me, like, uh, uh, doing something more prominent. And I think she would not have taken the raped uh, uh, wife role without it having some more substance and complexity to it.
4: I mean, I'm I'm sure that it is. And and by saying that I like seeing her in strong roles isn't to suggest that a rape victim is weak. Not at all. Of course not. Um, But it's – I just, first of all, we don't even know who is playing who, and I'm very right. curious as to what is going to happen there because right. for me, it is tough to picture Matt Damon raping a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit easier to picture Ben Affleck. Um, wow. I mean, as an actor, <laughs> as an actor, uh, but I don't know that, that that, like, it just doesn't make sense to me why Ben Affleck would put himself in that position at this point in his career.
0: Oh, uh, wait. Can you elaborate on that? Why? why? Why at this point in his career?
4: Because you, you know what the articles are going to be. Like, I mean, I'm a huge Ben Affleck fan. Oh,
1: I mean, yeah, because brother. Of his brother. Oh, because like his brother, yeah. And also, too, like the last – and I, I, hate, I hate bringing this up because it's like people are people. You know, we all, yeah, we're yeah, all yeah. out there making – but the last shot I remember of seeing of Ben Affleck, because I haven't seen him – I don't think I've seen him in his movies. It was him – in the back of a car with Jennifer Gardner handing him, I think it was like Jack in the Box going to rehab, which is great that he's going to rehab. That's awesome. That's great that Jennifer, his ex-wife is supporting him and helping him and their family, and that's Mm -hmm, awesome. mm -hmm. But it's like, that's the last shot I remember seeing of Ben. So it's like, it's hard when you're that big of a figure to, like, block that out. So, I mean, I hope... I wanted to see him make a comeback. He had a great directing streak for a while. I'm like, oh, Ben's back. He's hot after the whole Jilly, Gilly, whatever that Jennifer Lopez, Jilly thing going on. He came back. Mm -hmm. And then with the Batman stuff, everything kind of went down again. And now, so I hope... I, I, everybody loves a good comeback story. I want to see him come back, but I don't know if this is it. Yeah, this I mean,
0: Ridley it. Scott be involved in this too, kind of. I mean, Ridley Scott's known. I mean, look, don't forget about Alien. I mean, Aliens, rather. You know, he did Alien and Aliens. There's two strong uh, female leads in that with Sigourney Weaver. And yeah. so, like, you know, it's not like he's going to cast a film or, or do a film that's, like, making the woman be, you know, on the sideline.
4: But I don't think Ridley mm. Scott, I mean, I, you know, Ripley is one of the greatest female characters yeah. of all time, absolutely. And but he's
0: not making irresponsible statements just, like Cameron does sometimes.
4: I just don't. Know that he's the right guy to find the nuances in this script and, and mm. Mm. to depict that scene. I'm talking. Well, not having how brutal that scene's going to be? Well,
0: isn't having Ben Affleck on set as as a, as in essence a second director help with that situation so as well?
4: Halasner is a director. Oh too. yeah, Halasner
0: as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so you've got you've got a few directors in there that can navigate this thing and maybe avoid some of the minefield.
4: First, Mines, of all, rather when, when you have three headstrong directors like that on set, that could be a problem on its own. That's mm. fair. Now we're just you know
1: a lot of cooks in the kitchen.
0: Yeah. We got three headstrong people here, that's for sure. All right,
1: Yes, yeah, it's good to be on the show, Roka. You want us our opinions? We're giving opinions. I like it. That's why it's called movie time.
0: I'm just trying to wake you guys up from the cough syrup induced things. All right, let's, uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, that film, like Jeff said, does not have a, a studio attached to it just yet. It doesn't have a financier, but uh, it has a lot of big names attached to it. Jody Comer being the biggest, uh, newest name to come onto this thing. And I'm excited for it because I love Killing Eve. I love her on Killing Eve. She's also from Little. Liverpool. Shout out to Liverpool. Go Red. And to think, even um, in her
1: period pieces, sorry, she's like the white princess on stars. Yeah. She was tough then, mm-hmm. even though she was a woman in those times. I mean, she's always been a tough character. So, and here's the yeah. mind-blowing thing.
0: She's 26 years old. Oh, she's super young. Imagine yeah. being that good at what you do at 26 years old,
1: and she is that Her and, good. like, Florence Pugh, like, they're, yeah. those, and oh Florence is even younger. Like, yeah. they're like, they're just... They're good. Yeah. yeah. Florence is incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll see what
0: happens. We'll keep tabs on it as it goes along. Uh, but let's move on to some live chat questions be- from you all before we wrap it up here for this fun Friday movie talk. Uh, Steve Calderon goes uh, oh, wants to ask. The big question is who will be the main villain in Spider-Man 3 and which other MCU characters will appear? You guys, have any thoughts for that? For Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man coming out? Wow.
4: Uh, Not everyone at once. I, I only know like <laughs> a couple of villains.
1: Um, I think it's time to bring back Doc Ock.
0: Doctor Octopus. I like that idea.
1: Yeah, that, that was my favorite of the uh, Sam Raimi movie, yeah. Spider-Man mm. Two. I love that. Alfred Molina was so good. Yeah, I like to see Doc Ock again. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I'll, I'll be down with that. But I think what we, I think there's allusions to who's going to take over uh, Stark Tower. And the rumors no. have been that it's going to be Oscorp and then we'll get Green Goblin or Hobgoblin back into the Not Spider-Man interested mix.
4: interested in any goblin?
0: Yeah, I know. I, I'm with you. We saw it twice already. But then again, mm. people were saying the same thing about Spider-Man. coming. like, do I need another Spider-Man? And it really worked. So if the MCU mm. can do Green Goblin better than it's been done before, and it, I would argue it hasn't been done that well. I didn't dig on the Willem Dafoe. It didn't dig on the Dane DeHaan. So I'd like to see something different and new in the approach to Green Goblin. But Oscorp could be the villain here Norman Osborne being the villain overall of this situation. It should be Craven, Cra- oh, Craven would be great. Mm-hmm. Don't even get me started on Craven. Craven <laughs> would be great, and that was the rumor. Craven was the big rumor before this whole thing fell apart. So now that mm-hmm. it's back together, maybe it will be Craven. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Uh, all right, uh, Jay Scott Friel wants to ask. Um, going off Chris Evans's t- retweet, what kind of character would you like to see him play in a Star Wars movie? For those who don't who don't know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Chris Evans responded uh, to one of uh, Collider's tweets about. Uh, being in a Star Wars movie. What uh, Marvel character do you want to see? Because Kevin Feige uh, uh, said that he's going to possibly cast one of the main Marvel actors in the Star Wars movie that he is creating. And Chris Evans uh, just simply uh, responded to the question of who wants to be in me. So this went crazy. Dorian couldn't stay off Twitter for like uh, two hours uh, retweeting and tweeting about it. So uh, this idea that Chris Evans uh, being in a Star Wars movie, does it excite you? A, and what would you want to see him play? Dave Griffin.
1: Curious. I don't know if it excites me. Wow. I, I like I like Chris Evans. He's he's good. Okay, he's good. He's, he's I, good. I, I, I'm never like oh man, gosh, you know, he's never like bl- blown me away before. But okay. I'll tell you what, I'd love to see him as a villain because I, I liked in Ooh. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, you know, he was more of like, kind of like a jock, cocky, you know, guy. But like I saw a little element, a little darkness in him. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of tired of seeing him as the the pretty boy, you know, uh, hero. I'd love to see him play a villain, go back to doing a villain role. So if yeah. he has a villain in the Star Wars, that I, I'd be curious to see that. Okay. Yeah. Jeff pass <laughs> You I'm don't not, want I'm to see I'm not trying to hate on Captain America I just kind of like I don't you know I don't okay. care
4: about Chris Evans being in a Star Wars movie I don't care <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what I would say as far as who he should play.
0: I'm trying, people. I'm really trying over here. I'm doing the yeah, best.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars questions. I, I think it's me great. a real question.
0: Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Oh, no. oh, let me bring out the uh, oh. Frederico Fellini questions <laughs> just for you. The Antonio Nini questions <laughs> just for you. Let's all get nerdy about films on Collider Movie Talk. Hold on. I've got another. Uh, maybe a Luc Besson. That'll kind a of L- the, the work between both. How about he, that? You, you arrogant. So the, the, the <laughs> in that, 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 that,
4: like movie.
0: Jeff, you ignorant slut. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's see here. Rebecca Bosi asks, oh, damn it. Dorian, do muffins count as bread? He always finds a way to slide a bread question yes. into uh, a movie talk. Do yes. muffins count as bread?
1: Yes. Okay, Jeff. Yes.
0: No, that is not bread. That's a cake. It's a cake mm. substance. It crumbles like cake. It's a cake.
1: It's got a sweet taste to it. It's a cake. I like muffins. Muffins are good. What does that do? what does this have to do with movies? Well, give me a movie question. Okay? Give me a
0: movie <laughs> question. All right. Fillmore Pockets asks, with Irishman not getting a national release, what would a Netflix theater it's look getting
4: like? Getting a national release. All right.
0: well, All right. All right. But <laughs> go along with his premise. Go along with his premise here, Grandpa. With <laughs> Irishman not getting a national release, it is getting a national release. But if it didn't, what would a Netflix theater look like? A $5 add-on to your Netflix account, and you can... Theater hop
1: Netflix content at a theater all day. It, would you do it that? looked like your it would look like your family room. You'd go in, it'd be like a miniature version of your house, and you'd sit on the couch and with like a seventy inch T V and watch it. Yeah. That's what it would be. Okay. That's what a Netflix theater would be. So look So like. like these new AMC theaters that have
0: these massive leather couches with the recliner and you can push the feet, put the feet up, <laughs> that's where you want to watch Netflix movies. That's a Netflix theater. It has to simulate the living room experience. That's no, mind blowing. What
4: it should simulate is the Netflix lobby. If you've ever been to the yeah. Netflix offices, the lobby is very impressive. It has, it yeah, it's it, really really, it has like these motion screens. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but no, what I think that they should do in a Netflix theater is have TV show binges. So it's like, here we go, you know, starting at midnight, the new season of Daredevil is available. We're doing all 10 episodes. You can stay for the whole thing, mm-hmm. you can stay for three hours and bail, like, and watch the rest no, of the No, cool, Whatever would
2: yeah.
1: be I like that, yeah. Okay. All right. this is like a new season of The Crown coming up. We're going to have The Crown, oh. but we're going to have like some themed food. We're going to have high tea. Brother man. Do you want to do high tea? Did you like the new trailer for The Crown?
0: I know this is movie can talk. Can I even like- say
1: that I've... I don't want to get in trouble.
0: What? Do you watch the new trailer, the one minute
1: trailer? Do you like that? Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen, yeah. You've seen? Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, David. I won't say anything. That's under embargo. Yeah, Be under quiet, bargo. David. Yeah, I, don't say I don't want to get in don't trouble. Don't say anything. Yeah. Uh, all right, speaking
0: of the Irishman, Perry Nemiroff has uh, seen it, as, as was mentioning at the beginning of the show. She is, of course, ahead because she's in New York. Yep. Uh, so she has tweeted her thoughts. Uh, she said hashtag the Irishman was well worth the mm. red eye flight and well worth every single minute of that three and a half hour runtime. More to come in a review on Collider Video. Later, but that lead trio is just as good as you'd hope. It marks another triumph for Thelma Schoonmaker, of course. Uh, Scorsese's editor, she's fantastic. Is this the
1: first official screening? Uh, you know, I think so. Yeah, three and a half hour runtime.
0: Yeah, New York Film Festival, there. There, Three and a half hour runtime. That's what they said it was going to be. So, I don't don't know if there's an intermission. Do you think there's an intermission? I was
4: gonna say, why is my this is how this will sound so weird, but I'm like, my one question for Perry is, did you have to pee? Yeah, there you go. You need an intermission three and
1: a half hour movie. That's
0: what, Jeff, uh, that's what Jeff's that's known what I'm for. About,
4: I'm going to ask him Perry about peeing. Cut down. <laughs> cut
0: it down right there. Uh, two more questions. Uh, one is from Salvation 13. Got a Snyder question. What movie excites him most for the rest of the year?
1: Yeah.
4: Ooh, mm. for the rest of the year. Yeah.
0: And it can't be a franchise movie. There's your parameters. I mean,
4: I, I almost wore the shirt today, and then I realized that Bad would yell at me. Um, they, that Lionsgate sent Eat Shit. Shirts uh, on behalf of Knives Out. And oh I'm yeah, excited for Knives Out. That is the one.
1: Okay, yeah. that's one uh, with Chris Evans looking like he might be playing a little bit of a villain as well in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gave that a, a good review over there on IGN.com. Check <laughs> okay, out our review. That's enough. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Yeah. What else is even? Oh, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Doctor Sleep. Oh, okay. I'm curious because I really enjoyed um, yeah. The Shining, so I'm curious to see where that where that goes. Like, mm-hmm. obviously The Shining kind of classic so it's like you know how is this going to be is it going to be on par with it you know i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm hopeful i've heard from stephen king fans that have read dr Soup they enjoyed it so i i don't know i'm, I'm curious okay. what about you john uh it is kind of a tie yeah i've got a tie too
0: between dark fate terminator dark fate oh really? okay. yeah oh yeah. I, really? I, okay. I franchise, uh, franchise. yeah I need that to work french i need that to work like in my personal, but what if it
1: opinion. doesn't? It's like your hope just shatters. it done. Gone? What it's else? Done. It's done. I don't
0: ever want him to touch Terminator again. If it doesn't work, mm-hmm. I don't want him to touch him. Touch it for 40 years. forty years. Yeah, put it in the like, put it in a time capsule, and un, it can't open it for forty years. Okay. Um, and put a code on it, and then kill the person who knows the code, so it can't be opened. Jeez. I know it's a bit extreme, but that's what I feel yeah. like. Uh, it's figuratively, figuratively. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, the other one is, of course, Star Wars. Star Wars. Those two are the ones. Oh, I yeah, that's for. right. That's coming Because out. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know if episode nine is going to stick the landing or not. And if it doesn't, it really will be something that uh, will carry and echo into all these great announcements about Feige and Benioff and Weiss mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, The Mandalorian and all these great series and the more animated series that are coming out. I think if they don't stick the landing here, it will echo into all this other stuff, uh, which is a bit of a concern for me. The other uh, one's Roka. Yeah.
4: The Sandman. Uncut
0: Gems. Oh, Uncut Gems. Yeah, uncut. Why? This is the Adam Sandler one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you, so
1: you're like... Oh! Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Bombshell. Ooh. Bombshell what, looks good. Which with Nicole, was K- about the Fox News scandal oh, with Nicole yeah. Kidman. And the, that trailer was. With Charlize, with Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron and, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Margot Robbie. Right. I love that trailer. Yeah, Bombshell. Sorry, I took a right. second. That's coming out in December. Did
0: was, you see the one about uh, Roger Ailes? Did you see I that? I did. That's a Showtime show? Yeah. No, I haven't seen that. But I heard okay. it's good. Aren't you the TV editor? He covers a lot of there? TV stuff. I am
1: technically the TV streaming editor, so I mostly oh, focus on Netflix, Amazon, Hulu. Right, yes, right. yes. Right. fan of the boys. Oh, I love the boys. Yeah, boys oh, yeah. are good. Really yeah, good. All
0: right. One last question from At the Roca says Is The Insider one of the most overhyped movies ever released uh, in theaters?
4: That is not a real question.
0: I'm reading it right here. It's what it says. Is that, no, is that your favorite it. movie of yeah. all time?
4: I've been trying to get John Roker to watch The Insider since May when he actually publicly agreed to watch it and then reneged on that because he does not care about you, the public, the way I do. I keep my promises.
1: There's going to be a schmooldown question on The Insider. Oh, haunt you. going to haunt you. pray to
4: God that Roker <laughs> loses on an Insider question. Is it so much to ask to ask you to sit down and watch... A friggin' Michael Mann movie. It's a good movie. Featuring Russell Crowe's yeah. best performance ever and an incredible Pacino performance. This guy is unbelievable. What he doesn't know,
0: <laughs> what he doesn't know is I saw it ten years ago. I just don't like telling him that I haven't seen no, it. He first, has not so seen it. It's really it good movie. At all. It's a whistleblower movie. Didn't even know it was movie. about. It was number four on my whistleblower list for top ten movies, or number five on the top ten. So I've seen it.
4: No, he hasn't he's lying top 10 who, who, whistleblower knows? who knows who knows alright let's I'm, talk. Sure, I'm sure right. that was a riveting episode John <laughs> it damn
0: well was like every episode of the top 10 is alright let's, let's uh, wrap this thing up before we go too far off the rails uh, I want to thank my guests Jeff Snyder and David Goodford from stop
1: by thank you gentlemen uh, David where can can find you man you can find me on IGN.com be sure to read my latest review on Downton Abbey <laughs> some might call it the film of 2019 Whoa. the best film of 2019 wow. I didn't call it that but I, called, I said it was really really good wow <laughs> You sound
0: like someone I know. Some say it's the best film of
1: 2019.
0: <laughs> Some would say. All right, what do you got, Jeff?
4: Uh, you can find me on the Snyder Cut, which will be coming later this afternoon. It is going to be fire. Who's your uh, Who's your guest today? Nobody. I do ah. the show on my own. I don't need guests. I just wow. talk for an hour into a microphone. We should be lucky that you get to hear it. Wow. wow, there it is.
0: Strong statements from Jeff Snyder. All right, you can <laughs> follow me at The Rogue, Says on Twitter and on Instagram. Thanks so much, everyone, for uh, sitting down with us and having a good time. I hope you enjoyed it, uh, talking movies with the three of us. And a shout-out to Cody Hall there, who was switching uh, this show for the first time. Thank you, my friend. Thank you to uh, Thad Williams, who helped out, and Dorian Parks over there on the chat. All right, Perry Namroff enjoying enjoy New York. Hope you're having fun. I'm jealous you saw The Irishman, but I love that you gave a great review because it makes me look forward to it even more. All right, go put on your Spider-Man mask, and we'll talk. To you next time on Collider Movie Talk on Monday morning.
2: Stay Lil Chico Pit Mr. 305, better said, Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you've got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. People notice a healthy smile, but maybe you have tooth sensitivity, bleeding gums, or acid-weakened enamel. Sensodyne, Peridontax, and Pronamel are trusted specialty toothpaste created to help improve your oral health, for tooth sensitivity, choose Sensodyne. Bleeding gums, get Paradontax. For acid-weakened enamel, Pronamel is the toothpaste for you. Sensodyne, Paradontax, and Pronamel. Trusted specialty toothpaste to help bring home your healthy smile. Visit Ibotta to earn cash back.